Welcome to This Week in Brattleboro History, produced by the Brattleboro Historical Society and the Brattleboro Area Middle School. The KKK in Brattleboro. In May 1982, the Imperial Wizard of the Ku Klux Klan led a recruitment rally on the Brattleboro Common. Imperial Wizard Bill Wilkinson was from Louisiana and arrived in Brattleboro with the KKK Grand Wizard of the Connecticut Chapter on May 28th. Together they applied for a public meeting permit and were granted permission to hold a rally on Saturday, May 29, 1982. About 20 people participated in the KKK rally. Robed Klansmen stood on the bandstand while Wilkinson spoke through a bullhorn to the 18 robed attendees and their two children. He spoke about Ku Klux Klan values and shared that there were recruiting materials available for anyone who might be interested. The rally was scheduled to last two hours, but after an hour and 35 minutes, the Imperial Wizard ended the rally early and left. There were plenty of local people in attendance, but they all seemed to be protesting the event. According to news reports, approximately 500 protesters were at the common to welcome the 20 Klansmen. Many shouted over Wilkinson's bullhorn and chanted during his presentation. Wilkinson was drowned out by a chorus of boos when he said, For those who want more information on the Klan... As the crowd's chants continued, Wilkinson asked, Can you folks in the back hear? And a shout from the back of the crowd responded, No, we don't want to hear. We don't want no Conehead clan here. Later, Wilkinson asked, Is there anyone in the crowd who would like to hear our message? The press reported the crowd responded with a thunderous, No! Others stood in silent vigil with signs asking the KKK to leave Vermont. When the local clergy invited protesters to encircle the bandstand, hold hands, and sing, We Shall Overcome, Wilkinson knew it was time to leave. The wizard climbed down from the bandstand, took off his peaked clan hat, looked angrily at the singing crowd, slid into a Mercedes with Connecticut license plates, and pulled away from Brattleboro. This was not Brattleboro's first experience with white supremacist groups. After the Civil War, the Klan emerged as a Southern white supremacist group. Federal legislation in the 1870s suppressed the Klan, but other means of white supremacy took their place. Domestic terrorist groups like the White League and Red Shirts continued to operate. In the 1870s, during Reconstruction, local Civil War hero Marshall Twitchell worked for the U.S. government in Louisiana. In May of 1876, he was championing African-American rights when he was attacked by the White League. Twitchell was shot six times, rolled into a canal, and left for dead. The white shirts were opposed to equal rights and violently took action to intimidate and stop those who were trying to foster equality and justice for African Americans. Twitchell survived the attack, but his injuries required the amputation of both arms above the elbow. Two of Twitchell's relatives had previously been assassinated by the White League because they also supported African American rights. Marshall Twitchell decided to move back to Vermont. In 1915, the film Birth of a Nation, an American silent film directed and co-produced by D.W. Griffith, was released. The screenplay is adapted from the novel and play The Klansman by Thomas Dixon, Jr. The film was widely popular and brought the Klan back from obscurity. 
This time, the Klan had a resurgence of influence across the United States. The Midwest and New England reported many instances of racially motivated, religion-based violence against immigrants and people of color perpetrated by the Klan. In 1921, the Brattleboro Reformer shared an opinion piece about the spreading influence of the Klan. In the article, the Klan was accused of appropriating the term Americanism and connecting it with anti-immigration rhetoric and racism. According to the editorial, the Klan was responsible for creating hostility between classes of people who should have been helping one another. The Klan's tactics of intimidation and division were eroding the public's faith in government and the common good. The day after the editorial was published, the reformer reported that Ku Klux Klan members were working to form organizations in Greenfield and Northampton, Massachusetts. That year, the Montpelier, Vermont Halloween Parade was led by a prominent business owner dressed as a Ku Klux Klan member. Wearing his white robes, he rode his horse at the head of the parade and led 350 parade participants through town. The northern New England headquarters for the Klan was in Rochester, New Hampshire. In June 1924, newspapers reported that 10,000 Klan members from Maine, Massachusetts, New Hampshire, and Vermont attended a rally near Rochester, and several thousand new members were brought into the organization. On July 10, 1924, the reformer reported, Many residents observed a fiery cross, the emblem of the Ku Klux Klan, on the summit of Wantasticate Mountain about 10.30 last night. Ku Klux Klan organizers have been in town, but who is responsible for the exhibition is unknown. Klan reports continued in Vermont papers through the 1920s. In June 1929, it was reported that a branch of the Order of the Ku Klux Klan is said to be in the process of organization in Brattleboro. Many copies of the Klan official publication, The Good Citizen, containing much reading matter and numerous cartoons, are being distributed at residences in town, as are copies of a pamphlet entitled, Ideals of the Ku Klux Klan. A few months ago, we were researching the 1931 arrival of the short-lived airport out on Putney Road. Here's a quote from the airport's promotional literature. Brattleboro boasts not only of being the first white man's settlement in Vermont, but of being, at the present time, notably, a white man's town, and it desires to extend to tourists a white man's welcome. Efforts to pit white working-class people against people of color, immigrants, and those who follow non-Christian religions have been part of the fabric of America since Jamestown. In 1886, in Washington, D.C., on the 24th anniversary of the Emancipation Proclamation, Frederick Douglass said the following, The American people have this to learn, that when justice is denied, where poverty is enforced, where ignorance prevails, and where any one class is made to feel that society is an organized conspiracy to oppress, rob, and degrade them, neither person nor property is safe. Thirty-seven years ago, the Klan visited Brattleboro, and their white supremacist rantings were challenged and defeated by hundreds of voices singing the words from the song, We Shall Overcome. As we hear this week about the intimidating tactics of the white supremacist group calling themselves the Patriot Front in Burlington, Vermont, let us remember the words spoken six years ago by President Barack Obama. The arc of the moral universe may bend towards justice, but it doesn't bend on its own. To secure the gains this country has made requires constant vigilance, not complacency. Please join us next week for another story from our community's past.